0: And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 218. Alright, jumping in. The first one, Dark Nights. Hello, you beautiful creepsters. So this is my second time writing in. My last story was my dad's tale, but today is far darker and belongs to a former colleague. I'm quite a sensitive spiritual person, and people seem to gravitate towards me with tales of things that are not all that easy to explain. Even though I've had my own spiritual encounters, they are far too plain and boring to share. This tale belongs to a former colleague, and I'm sure he wouldn't appreciate it being shared on the internet, so we'll call him Mark. Mark lived in a country cottage in the edge of a village near a forest in the English countryside. Sounds idyllic, right? Wrong. The start of this story begins with Mark's wife being enthralled in a new TV show he found so terrible so each Tuesday night would retreat to bed early to catch up with reading and go to sleep early. Heads up, this is a long one. Sorry. The first time Mark had a strange encounter, he had just finished reading. His bedroom was in darkness with just the light from the stairs trickling into the room. Mark heard a strange tapping on the wood floor outside the door, followed by a shadow cast past the doorway. He shouted down to his wife as to the location of the pet dogs. They were in a pile fast asleep on the sofa with her. He put it down to being overly tired. A week later, he hears some tapping only to have the door creak open to see the silhouette of a goat looking into the room, then back away. He froze. What the hell was a goat doing upstairs in his home? Goats weren't even kept immediately locally. He shouted to his wife, who, followed by three excited dogs, could see nothing, yet the dogs acted like something had been there. So a little creeped, he went to sleep with no activity until Saturday night. His wife had gone out with a friend for a weekend girls' trip. He let the dogs join him in bed that night to be awoke by one of the dogs barking. It then ran out of the room. The dogs had been sleeping to his left when he went to reach out to settle the remaining dog but was unable to move his arm. The good old sleep paralysis, he tried to sit up and nothing. He looked towards his left and a dark shadow figure on two legs, black cloaked red eyes and a goat's head. Yep, we all know who that creepy fuck is. Mark willed with all his might for it to leave. It did, only to return the following night, the same creepy scenario played out, but this time its hairy hooved hand touched Mark's fingers, then vanished. Mark promptly packed a bag and the dogs and stayed with family for the following month. Nobody else in the home saw a thing, but this is where it gets really strange. Mark ended up visiting a doctor over a strange mark on his finger that he didn't dare say a demon gave him. Eight weeks after he had been, quote, touched, he was having his finger amputated and started treatment for lymphatic cancer. Did the demon give him a cancer or was he having strange dreams to force him to the doctors? You decide. Mark promptly sold his home. 10 years later, Mark's doing really well Although his wife left him and took the dogs. He's now incredibly happy in a new relationship, but will still adamantly tell you about the goat man that paralyzed him and gave him cancer. Creep it real ladies, please keep those bedroom doors closed. Much love as always, Rachel in the English countryside. Holy Hannah Montana. A uh, half man, half goat, cloaked, red eyes. Ugh. Mm-mm. I'll take, uh, what's, uh, fuck no for a thousand, Alex? <laughs> Um, The ending cracked me up, though. He's living happily. He's divorced and doesn't have his dogs, but he's happy. (laughs) Like, that's literally Colby. Well, he's divorced from and didn't get his dog, but he's really happy now. (laughs) But like, he actually is. Yeah. Better
1: fucking be. I don't know. (laughs) That's scary as fuck. Now, I don't know if they gave him cancer, but I really think that was his way of having to acknowledge something going on.
0: Also, I love how you said, now we all know what that is, and I didn't. <laughs> I was like, what is it? Who's that guy? Do you know what movie that's from? No, but I was thinking, I was singing, tell me more, tell me more in oh, my head. Okay, well, it's Grease too. <gasps> what? Right? Pin a hairy horned hoof on your nose. <laughs> I knew what you were talking about. Well, kind of. I was in the same group of movies. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay, the next one. I have a gift and I don't know how to use it. Hello, ladies. First, I would like to excuse my grammar since English is my second language. Also, I'm a new listener to your podcast and I love it. Okay, now to the point. Story one. Since little, I always had experiences where I can see shadows, family members who have passed, and had dreams with warnings. However, one night, I discovered a new ability. I'd come home from volleyball practice and was really tired, so I laid in my bed. Then I started folding the clothes that my mom had washed for me earlier that day and putting them away. When I looked in the mirror, I was confused because I was seeing myself sleeping and not standing in the mirror, so I was creeped out. Out of nowhere my mom started to knock on the door to ask me to go eat downstairs and as she was knocking i could feel a big pain in my chest and i woke up gasping for air story two one night i was feeling sad because i missed my grandma since she was back in my country and i reside in new york later on i fell asleep soon i realized that i was once again seeing myself sleeping but when i looked at the floor i saw dark water kind of like the ocean Then I looked up again, and I'm right outside my grandma's window. I went in, kissed her forehead like I used to when I was a kid, and touched her face. Then woke up and cried. The next morning, my grandma called me and told me that she felt me with her last night and that she missed me so much. She explained she felt me touch her face and kiss her forehead. After that, I started researching and realized I might be able to lucid dream or maybe astral project myself. I don't really know the difference. I have more stories to send about shadows, dreams that came true, and many more. So I'll try to send in a story once a week. Thank
0: you, ladies, and creep it real. Thanks, Steph. I really know nothing about astral projecting. Can you do that story? Thanks. Okay. But yeah, it did sound like you astral projected. Or is it just like a connection you have and it's like, okay, I can feel you. You know, I don't know because I don't know anything about it. (laughs) And even after you do the story, I still won't.
1: (laughs) But so that's weird as fuck that you were asleep, but like you saw yourself doing the task that you had to do. I don't know. I don't like that. Yeah, that's like a like a
0: movie moment.
1: Also, if I dreamt that I was doing my laundry and then I woke
0: up and I still had to do my laundry, I'd be pissed. Well, just be like me. Don't do it to begin with. Just sit it all on your spare bedroom bed. Okay, the next one. My first email. Scary childhood trauma dump. Hello to you amazing ladies. My name is Tara but it's spelled T-E-R-I-A, but my mom and dad wanted me to be special. You girls are awesome. I can't begin to explain how much it means to see a new episode pop up of y'all's because I've listened to literally every episode you've put out. When I say I binge, I really do. At work, at home, driving, I am completely content being obsessed. The podcast is the right amount of crime, paranormal, funny stories. It's just overall an amazing time where I feel I've known you both forever and can relate to you both on so many levels. Anyway, let me stop myself because I honestly could write a book on how much I love you guys and the podcast. I wanted to share some random stories, hopefully nothing terribly long, just some short spooky things. I've lived in North Carolina and now Georgia, basically the bordering towns between the two states. There are a lot of strange happenings out here in these little redneck towns, and some experiences I've had will never be forgotten or easily figured out as to what the hell happened. I can't outright say I think I'm sensitive to these things because I haven't had that big of an encounter to really say, yep, I see spirits slash entities. Okay, when I was little, I was outside playing and I hear other kids or hear a faint crying. Mind you, my backyard was a forest. Looking back, it would have made a great location for a scary movie. But little me didn't put that together at the time. Anyway, I hear the crying on and off for a while. I knew I was the only kid around, but I ventured into the tree line anyway because sometimes I'd play there as well. Don't know why. Couldn't tell you. I was a weird loner and still am at 25 years old. Well, I just had the gut feeling to keep walking deeper and deeper into the forest to a point where my house wasn't visible anymore. I turned around to look back. After some time, I stumbled upon a very clear flat area with no grass, no rocks, no trees, nothing. When the entire forest is the opposite besides this one area. I can't tell you why I proceed to sit down in that area and just look around for a while. Again, I'm odd. So I felt an oddly calm feeling. And as I'm looking, I spot a sliver of color a little further left of me. I walk over and bitch, it's a small either jacket or shirt for a kid. All weathered and torn, like it's been there for a long time. It freaked me out and I turned back to go home. I immediately felt scared and sad. All these negative emotions just piled up inside of me, which were new or rare for me to be living like I wasn't using my own thoughts but somebody else's. So I somehow make it back home and once inside, I immediately feel at peace and safe. Those emotions were gone. And after a while, I was back to normal, playing and being silly. Those woods have never felt the same to me since, and I wouldn't go back into them unless I had a friend with me or my brother, but never by myself. It instilled an underlying fear or unease that I've not forgotten about to this day. The string of events all happening the way they did that day, it's just so unsettling. Sad fact, but the home in the story was a three-story log cabin that's no longer standing due to a fire. After I grew up and moved out, it was my childhood home and where both of my grandparents passed. All of my memories and childhood items were destroyed. But anyway, maybe I'll write again about how near Christmas when I was maybe 10, I kept seeing a black silhouette of a girl and how I think it kickstarted my anxiety issues that I have now as an adult. Thank you for taking the time to read. If you put it on the podcast, I'd probably pass out, wake up, poop myself, and pass out again from the pure excitement I'd feel. I love you girls, and creep it a hundred. Well, I hope you have some clean underwear, Tara. Tara, what the hell? You just sat in like an alien spot. Right? You were possessed or something. A <laughs> some shit, I don't know. Yeah. But I need to know, I need you to go back in time and take somebody in the woods with you and see if you can find that spot and if that shirt and I was still there or like, was it for you? Was it like a message? Like, what the fuck was it? Yes.
1: I have so much anxiety now. I don't know how y'all who are sensitive deal with it. Especially as a kid. Mm hmm. But yeah, send us the other stories because I do believe you are sensitive. Okay, the next one haunted grocery store. Hello ladies, let me start by saying I love your podcast. My boyfriend and I both work from home and have a wide variety of podcasts we listen to. We recently discovered y'alls. We sometimes forget the name and call the podcast Southern Comfort. My boyfriend will look at me and say, wanna listen to Southern Comfort? I have several paranormal stories, but I'll start with the one that stuck out most to me. I was 19, working at a bakery located in a grocery store in the middle of my small town. They trained me to start opening the bakery up and proofing everything before the other employees arrived. I would have to clock in at 2 a.m. and get to work. I went into the side entrance, turned on the lights in the kitchen, then would have to immediately walk all the way across the grocery store to the back room to clock in. I was almost always rushing to not be late because hello, 2 a.m. clock-in time? Whew. Anyways, so I would just put my purse and keys on the cutting board where they would prep the salad, which was about five feet directly in front of the door. I know not the most hygienic thing I could have done, but it was so I could run to the back. So one day, as per usual, I put my bag down and ran to the back of the store to clock in. I am completely alone in the whole store. I get back into the kitchen, and I go to move my purse, and I completely freeze. Right on top of my purse is a pair of tongs. We had many tongs in the bakery, some for pulling the donuts out and some for the salads. Well, all the tongs were kept in the same place. They were kept on the side wall of the bakery, about 25 feet away from my purse. I instantly felt scared, but I have a job to do, so I started praying out loud and singing my religious hymns. Well, about two hours go by and it's time to proof my donuts. We had these huge donut racks with these giant tarps of plastic that we would drape over them to cover them while they proofed. We kept these tarps of plastic under the giant bakery table in the middle of the kitchen. These tarps were probably 8-ish feet tall and 3 feet wide and surprisingly heavy for plastic. Well, as i'm finishing some dough work on the side i hear a big swish and walk around to the other side of the bakery table and see the tarp has been completely pushed out onto the floor these were big hefty tarps they couldn't have just been pushed that far out on themselves this is about the time i started singing and praying louder than i ever thought possible i'm counting the minutes till my coworkers show up once my coworkers show up, I ask them if they've ever experienced anything paranormal happening, and they laughed and said, Yeah, everyone knows this place is haunted. They said cans and bread will fall from the shelves all the time. It's just the norm around here. Long story short, think twice about accepting a job that's offered to you on the spot. I have more stories to write to you, but till then, creep it real and don't get
0: scared. 2 a.m. You know how I feel about that. Oh, my gosh. If it is still dark outside, it is still the previous day.
1: <laughs> yes. I really take for granted what people who have to prepare breakfast do for us.
0: Right. Tell me why I just immediately thought of Clueless when he, the, the skateboarder, and he gets the award for like the most, he doesn't get an award, but he gets like the most tardies. Yeah. He like, gives a, a speech and he's like, talks about the people at McDonald's who spend like all the time making <laughs> yeah. their egg McMuffins. Yeah. <laughs> Did not know that you had to prep donut dough like that. Mm Like proof it? Yeah, that's what I meant. When I worked at Domino's in high school, we had to do that. But I don't know why it didn't dawn on me that you would have to do that for all types of dough.
1: I was way too excited as an adult when we got Krispy Kreme here. And you could watch them make the donuts.
0: Yeah, well, it's... But look, that's why shows like um, how it's made and stuff are a thing though. Because it's fascinating. Yeah, it really is. You know you're an extra
1: large pizza when you can see that hot and ready sign come on and you're like, oh yeah, okay, I'll make a detour real quick.
0: Okay, the next one. I think my Google speaker is haunted. Hello, my name is Susan. I love your podcast. You ladies are my relief to a stressful work day. Anyway, I'll get started. This story is short, but when it happened, I thought of you guys right away. Every night, I listened to pink noise on my Google speaker. Pink noise is like white noise, but it helps you sleep deeper. I've been listening to pink noise for years and never had an issue. Until now. It was 5 a.m. when I woke up and I needed to use the restroom. When I came back to bed, I decided to get more sleep. But then I heard laughing. A woman's laughter. I was alone in my room. When I heard children laughing. I realized it was coming from my Google speaker. I freaked out and told my Google to shut off, and it did. I'm afraid to play the pink noise now. Well, that's my story. Thank you for letting me share. Creep it real and stay awesome. Susan S. from Baltimore, Maryland.
1: Okay, I just became aware that there are different kinds of
0: noise. Like Like color, like white, blue, whatever. brown. Yeah. I had no freaking clue about this. Me neither. I'm new to that scene too. But pink noise makes you sleep harder, I'm going to check that out. I wonder if you were on some sort of like YouTube channel. I mean, just for an example, a YouTube channel and it like autoplayed the next video. Again, I know you're not listening to it on YouTube, but you get the point. Yeah. Could have been like a freaking ad that pops up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, something like that that made it or, you know, it's haunted. Mm, Could be or just interference because as great as technology
1: is, there's still issues and there's still all these things we can't explain. The only way to know is to listen to it again. But if you were listening to an app, what app are you listening to? So I know not to download that one.
0: (laughs) Like so you can get your uh, pink noise fixed, but like also um, not be terrified for your life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The next one.
1: Hello, ladies. I hope this message reaches you well. I wrote in some time ago about my friend Robert SC before something crazy happens in my life. And when you read my last story, I absolutely turned into a fanboy, by the way. Well, he's back and I think with friends. The most recent time I saw Robert after I rode in was during the cold month of December. I'd been having trouble with my truck at the time. Negative 20 degree weather didn't agree with my 14-year-old truck battery. I made plans to go back to my hometown 45 minutes away for my dad to put in my new truck battery. Keep in mind, a lot of this trip is a big interstate road. The night before I went, I had a dream. I was standing in a big open area, not much around me. I was standing on something I could feel that was solid, nothing like grass or carpet. I had turned to the side to see a man standing next to me, pointing outside of the solid ground I was standing on. I couldn't see what it was, but I knew it wasn't a part of the thing I was standing on. Cut to the next day. I was driving back from my hometown and it was dark out. The conditions were fine when I passed through the first time. The second time, not so much. Apparently, the entire interstate was covered in a sheet of black ice. I noticed this and slowed down about 20 miles per hour. Unfortunately, that didn't do a whole lot. I completed six full spins in my truck before I ended up in the median of two interstate roads where the grass usually is. To make it even worse, I almost hit another car that had flipped three times about five minutes before I spun out. And don't worry, that person's fine. She scared me though because I was in shock and she had started knocking on my window asking to come in because she was cold. She was a lot more beaten up than I was. Glass and blood around her face, a stain I still can't get out of my passenger seat. I hadn't put two and two together until I got home that night. That dream I had was Robert coming back once again to warn me about this. To be fair, he didn't make it very easy to tell what he was trying to say. Well, to move away from that crazy story, I have a quick little other one still having to do with Robert. So the school I work at, lots of people are very convinced that it's haunted. You can see orbs following people at night and just going in between the lockers in the hallway. I'm fully convinced that Robert had made friends with the man that haunted the school. A little backstory on the ghost. Some girl had a necklace with human ashes in it way before I worked here. She had spilled it on the carpet, and let's just say I think the only reason he turned into a ghost because he didn't like getting sucked up by the vacuum. The reason I think they're friends is because whenever I catch glimpses of Robert, there seems to be someone or something right behind him. Or Robert just has four legs now. Well, I haven't seen Robert in my dreams in a while, just in real life. Don't know which is worse, to be honest. I'll be sure to write in again the next time something crazy happens with me and Robert. Jordan from the great state of South Dakota.
0: P.S. Any name suggestions for our vacuum ghost? What man doesn't like to be sucked? I mean, I did meet one one time that said I did it too hard. (laughs) True. (laughs) True. And it stuck with me. (laughs) I was traumatized by that experience. (laughs) I mean, he may have been, too. I don't know.
1: <laughs> also, that reminds me of the time that Tiffany's mom...
0: God, wait! <laughs> Call me and I went and ate at Chili's the other day and he said... <laughs> you think I could tell Tiffany we said hi her grandpa? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, sorry.
1: So, yes. In Chili's parking lot, Tiffany's mom... Had an urn with her dad's ashes in it, and she wanted me to use the cricket on the urn. But she brought it with the ashes in it and accidentally dropped it in the parking lot. It was funny and sad and just like, what the hell is going on? But Tiffany's stepdad had like a bag and he was trying to catch some of the ashes. It was just a mess. Too much,
0: (laughs) too much.
1: So when you said that the girl had necklace with ashes in dropped it. It's like, I mean, that does
0: happen. It really does. I saw a TikTok today where these people were taking somebody's ashes to the beach. And as soon as they let them go in the ocean, like the big gust of wind and it Uh, blew back on them. No, thank you. Mm -mm. But that's like a very common thing. I think. Yeah. Especially because everybody wants to be released at the ocean. And it's like, do you know how much that wind blows there?
1: (laughs) Just FYI, I do not. You are not a beach person. No. I mean, I would say Hoover or Herbert Hoover.
0: Wasn't that a president? Yes. Maybe just H.H. A little H.H. Holmes action. Ooh. and Or what was the vacuum's name from Brave Little Toaster? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Me neither. <laughs> always picture a vacuum like angry. Was the vacuum angry in ang- Brave Little Toaster? I don't know, but I do too. Was he mean? Probably. Also, glad you and that other
1: lady was okay oh yeah the the whole point is yes yeah sorry we got fixated we pulled a (laughs) donna but oh my gosh that is so scary I mean I have hydroplaned and that was terrifying I can't even imagine with black ice
0: also how'd you see it Okay, the next one. Hello again from Katie from the Pine Barrens. I'm officially all caught up on your episodes. I listen every day at work, especially when I work the 3 a.m. shift. I got so excited when you covered Bobby Mackey's Music World and the story of Johanna. I've been obsessed with that song and the story behind it forever. I also started fangirling really hard when you covered the Jersey Devil. I even posted in the Facebook group that I would send in some stories about good old J.D. So, as promised, here we go. My first story happened when I was probably around 10. Now, to paint you a picture, I live in a little town in New Jersey called Browns Mills. I live in a trailer park that sits across from a bank and next to a parking lot where a grocery store once sat. About a mile or so away from my trailer park sits a lake named Mirror Lake. At the lake, there's an annual carnival. We call it the water carnival. It's a lot different now. It used to consist of people decorating floats and whatnot, sailing across the lake, and it was a lot of fun. Now, instead of driving down there and trying like hell to find a parking spot, my dad, my brother, and I used to take this one dirt road across from my trailer park, and it would spit you out right across from the lake. This year was no different. We started walking as usual when we hear rustling in the leaves, which isn't unusual. There's all sorts of critters and deer and even bears roaming around. But this time was different. I looked behind me and I saw nothing but darkness. I turned back around and I realized I'm by myself. My dad and brother didn't see me fall behind. No biggie, I know my way. The next thing I know, there he is, standing at least 9 feet tall and 50 feet away from me. I swear I almost shit myself. I stood there for what felt like forever. He let out a loud screech and flew off. I'll never know why he didn't kill or attack me, but I'm thankful. One more story and I'll end it for now. This one happened when I was in high school. It was a summer after sophomore year and I was with my friend Bree and her brother Cody. We were out bogging, which is a common pastime here. We had just gone through this one mud hole, came to a fork in the road, and stopped to figure out which way we wanted to go. When all of a sudden we hear a loud thud and felt something fall in the truck. What in the holy hell was that? Cody asked. Kate, was that you? Bree asked. And to which I replied, damn Bree, I know a fat bitch, but I didn't bounce the whole damn truck. This was without anyone turning around to look. Thinking about it now, we were probably scared. Finally, we all simultaneously turned around to see the nine foot tall beast just chilling in the bed of the truck. Our jaws drop. Cody, who I guess grew balls of steel in the last five seconds, yelled out the window, dang, bro, if you want to come with us, you can, but don't fuck up my shocks. (laughs) To be fair, he did just put in new shocks. (laughs) <laughs> not one minute later, he spread out his wings and flew away. He could have joined us. We wouldn't have minded. Well, I'll stop there. I have plenty more stories about paranormal and true crime. Mirror Lake has some stories in itself. I'm in the process of joining Patreon. It's my Christmas present to myself. And by the way, being called a piney isn't a bad thing around here. Talk to y'all soon. Love y'all.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> Why
1: I did not know people mud bogged other than in the South.
0: Right? I'm like, wait, y'all live just like we live. (laughs)
1: But also, I love that, to be fair, he did just put in new shocks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it should be expensive. It does. (laughs) Also, that sounds like something we would say, like, damn, I know I'm big, but I didn't move the whole thing.
0: I mean, we may have, but shit, don't call me out, (laughs) Cody. It was Bree, I think. Uh, Oh, (laughs) Bree? Like, damn, Bree, I thought we were
1: friends. But holy shit, that's scary as fuck. Like, when you honestly think about seeing this big, tall, darker than dark, nine-foot silhouette, we
0: definitely want more of your stories. Hell, even if it's just your shenanigans. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thoroughly enjoyed those.
1: (laughs) Yes. Okay, the last one. Hello, my name is Emily. I wanted to start by saying that, of course, I love your podcast. I look forward to every new podcast and y'all have helped me through so many long nights of studying. I've wanted to send in some of my stories and now that I've graduated and actually have time, I figured now's the perfect time to start. So here we go. This may be long, so cozy in and enjoy. I'm no stranger to the paranormal. Most of my experiences, I usually try to ignore and just go on with my life, not wanting to scare myself or doubt my sanity. However, there have been some instances that have been hard to brush off and pretend didn't happen. A lot of these instances were in the house I stayed in when in college for my undergrad. It was the first time being away out of my parents' house, and the same was true for my roommates. I lived in the house for four years, and in those four years, I went through a lot. The more drama and loss my roommates or I experienced in our life, the more intense the weird experiences became. At first, it started small. There were shadows, footsteps, and thumping. Then began the objects moving and feelings of being followed and watched. There was one time my roommates and I were sitting in our kitchen. It was around my birthday, and my best friend being the awesome friend that he is was making me a cake. We were just talking and waiting for the cake to be finished in the oven when the stand mixer on the counter turned on. We all froze and just stared at the mixer in awe for a moment while the mixer then started to speed up and slow down, until finally someone broke the silence to say, someone please make it stop, and one of my roommates reached over and unplugged it from the wall. Thankfully, the blender stopped. If not, I probably would have just called it quits and moved out that night. Things continued from there. The worst actually occurred after my grandmother had passed. My roommate and I loved black and white photos, so we had a tree painted on our wall that we hung old black and white portraits of our families around to make a family tree of sort. A picture of my grandmother as a child on her childhood farm was one of those pictures. Many of times when no one was home, I would come home and my grandmother's picture would be on the ground across the room. So it wasn't that it just fell. No other pictures were moved either. My roommates were at work or class, so I knew it wasn't them. One time, one of my roommates had watched the picture fly off the wall as I came in the front door. I had seen the picture fall and my roommate's dumbfounded face as he was just chilling on the couch and was nowhere near the picture wall. The front door was also on a different wall than the pictures, and again, no other pictures were moved, so we knew it wasn't the wall shaking from me opening the door. My roommate knew how hurt I was at the time of my Graham's passing and swore up and down he didn't touch the picture, and I 100% believe him. If that wasn't creepy enough, I had an antique-looking silver hairbrush set my grandmother gave me when I was younger. I had this set sitting on my dresser and never moved them. I would lock my bedroom door when going to work since I worked in a group home three days in a row and had a roommate who had a sketchy boyfriend at the time. When I would arrive home on Sunday nights after my weekend block shifts, the brush set would either be placed nicely on the bottom of my bed or thrown on the floor at the bottom of my bed, halfway across the room from my dresser. After a while, I got tired of the nonsense and put the set away in a box, not wanting to see them ever again. My roommates didn't have a key to my room, so they couldn't get in. Even if they could get in my room, that would be a cruel, sick prank that I don't think they would stoop to even if they were mad for something. You would think that maybe this could be my grandmother trying to communicate with me. However, I remember having a very distinct feeling that it was not her. It felt wrong. My loved ones usually came to me in my dreams. She didn't, and her things being moved stopped as soon as I was out of that house. I truly feel that whatever energy resided in there fed off our grief and hard times and eventually became intelligent enough to know exactly how to make us emotional. I could go on and on with stories, especially from my time living at that college house. But I think I'll stop here and save more for another time. Until next time, spooksters, creep it real and don't get scared. With love, Emily. Spooksters, that's cute. That is cute. What's not cute is the picture being thrown across the room and that hairbrush set being tossed around too.
0: What's not cute is having shitty enough roommates that you have to lock your door because you can't trust who they're with. Yeah. Look, sometimes we like bad boys, okay? No, sometimes you like people that you think you can fix. Don't speak logically to me. And I do fix them, and they leave me. <laughs>
1: they go on to a better place. I
0: fix them, and they're like, okay, repaired, done. That part you're not wrong about. hmm Our friend Brandon used to be your fairy job mother. You're the fairy relationship mother to these boys. Mm-hmm. But enough about me and my woes. Uh, Let's go back to the story. I'm literally still hung up on the fact that you had to keep your bedroom locked. I would do that too, though, if I was gone for a weekend. It depends on who you're living with. You wouldn't have done that with me. No. You'd be like, hey, can you go in my room and get blah, 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 (laughs) blah. I'm too trusting with my stuff with people. But like with my heart.
1: No, I am too trusting with that too. But like, I don't innately trust people. But
0: I always like look for the best in them. I'm like, oh, they wouldn't do anything. Right. Yeah, I get that. Sometimes I have to remind myself, like, I'm somewhere else. Because, you know, around here, like, I'll, you know, I'll leave something in my car while I'm at work or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I have to remind myself, like, mm, you're on in Hattiesburg. You need to put that shit up.
1: But your car has been broken into before. Yeah. At, my, at my house, actually.
0: Yeah, not this house. Another no. house. Yeah. I haven't shown
1: people where she lived then, okay? <laughs> it wasn't them. One time this guy was coming over to my house, and I locked the door after he came in. And I was like, sorry just, you know, precaution. And he was like, I don't think we've ever locked my door at my house. And I say we because he lived with his parents. Okay. But (laughs) I mean, times are tough. He was young. Okay. He's just starting out. But I was like, y'all don't. He's like, no, we live in a good neighborhood. I'm like, you know, that's how every true crime story starts. Mm -hmm. He's like, but no, but like for real. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for real, lock your door. No, I could see why it would be alarming for someone if they came in and I locked
0: the door behind them. I literally was just thinking that. Was he not like um I know. Honestly, you're you do weird shit anyway. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I would be I don't know, maybe nervous to meet you. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> Donna like decides that she's had no drama in her life and so it's like all of a sudden she like goes nuts on you and is like so do you not like me anymore do we need to quit talking and they're like the fuck i just woke up i haven't had a chance to say good morning And she's like clearly you don't like me anymore maybe we
1: should just end this you know i've grown since last year okay you
0: have you actually you actually have she's got issues (laughs) i mean i got them too (laughs) But that's okay. That's why y'all love us. Hopefully, maybe, question mark. Or that's why y'all relate to us. Thank y'all so much for sending in all of these stories. They were awesome, just like y'all. And if you want your story read on an episode, you know what to do. Send it in to us at aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. And remember, creep it real and, and don't, don't get scared. scared.